Hey, I'm Dr. Gariana Demers. I'm an orthopedic sports medicine surgeon, and I have successfully integrated orthobiologics into my busy practice so that I can provide a continuum of care and treat patients who are in the gap. The gap is this gray area in orthopedics where standard conservative treatments have not been effective, but surgery may not be warranted. And we usually tell our patients, come back when it's worse. What? These are your patients coming to you for help. Orthobiologics is that solution that can fill the gap and help you treat your patients who are in your office looking to you for help. Orthobiologics can also be an excellent treatment for frustrating problems without good surgical outcomes. This podcast will help you create the orthobiologics business that will make you love your job again. We will focus on the value of orthobiologics, patient selection, how to talk to your patients about money, office setup, and other logistics. If this is something you've always wanted but don't know where to start, join me in the business of orthobiologics podcast. Hi, welcome to Practice Models. This is a discussion on different types of medical practices. Here's what we'll cover today. The employed and private practice, non-compete considerations, and how to set up a separate cash practice. So let's talk a little bit about employed versus private practice. Private practice gives you the benefit uh, where the physician owns and operates their own medical practice. You have full control over your business aspects, such as setting your own hours, choosing your own staff, and setting your own fees. You're responsible for all aspects of the care that you provide, from diagnosis and treatment to follow-up. The employed physician is a physician who works for an established healthcare organization, like a hospital or a clinic. You are an employee of the organization, and you typically receive a salary and benefits in exchange for services. You may also have quite a bit less control over your schedule, over the type of care you provide, and your work is typically dedicated and dictated by the policies and procedures of the organization. So if we want to compare private practice to employment, private practice has more autonomy and control over the business aspects of the practice, as well as increased financial and administrative responsibilities. In employed practice, you have more job security and benefits, but significantly less control over the hours worked and patient care practices. So is cash practice the best of both? The benefit of a cash practice. So establishing a new cash practice outside your current employment situation allows you to start fresh without any commercial insurance contracts, as each contract is associated with a certain EIN and not your MPI. Medicare is associated with your MPI, so make sure to update your MPI and clarify any questions about your MPI too, which is usually a location base. This allows for clear separation of services where all non-covered services will be provided through your new cash practice. And this also allows for clear separation of payments, insulating each practice from risk. Remember, any provision of non-covered benefits deems the entire episode of care non-covered in the eyes of the insurer. So next we'll talk about non-compete and other legal considerations. Step one, get a lawyer or get some type of legal representation, whether that be Rocket Lawyer or Zoom Legal. 
at least get some sort of legal representation. And then you need to review your contracts that you currently have and review your non-compete. As we all know, physician non-competes are clauses in contracts that limit a physician's ability to practice medicine within a certain geographic or time frame after leaving their current employer. The enforceability of this physician non-compete varies significantly depending on the laws of the state where the contract was signed and the specific terms. So some states, like California, where I am, have laws that prohibit non-complete clauses for physicians. In other states, non-compete clauses may be significantly enforceable if they are deemed reasonable in scope, duration, and geographic area. These have been a subject of increasing scrutiny recently, and there is some discussion that these may go away completely. There's been significant efforts to limit or eliminate non-compete clauses in certain states, and some states have enacted laws to prohibit non-compete clauses for physicians, while others have limited either the scope or duration. Additionally, some health care organizations and employers have voluntarily abandoned this practice. However, this is still common in many parts of the U.S., and employers argue that such clauses are required and necessary to protect their legitimate business interests. As a result, it's unclear whether 2024 will find that non-compete clauses go away continue entirely by 2024. So let's talk a little bit about a new cash practice structure. So you'll need to decide whether you set up your practice as a sole proprietorship, a partnership, an LLC, or a corporation. Each one has its advantages and disadvantages in terms of liability, tax, and other legal considerations. Additionally, you may want to talk to your accountant to discuss other considerations regarding your structure of your practice. Now, please understand, this is not rocket science. You plumber and your hairdresser have LLCs. You too can establish an LLC. Once an LLC or a limited liability corporation is established, most people transition to either an S-corp or a professional medical corporation. You then need to establish your corporate identity, what do you name it, and search the name of your new corporation to confirm that it is available both with domains, so that's your website, as well as at your state level. You can work with your SBA, which is a small business association, or your legal representation to then establish your LLC or professional corporation. You'll need to obtain the necessary licenses and certifications required by your state and local authorities to practice medicine in that region. So you'll need a medical license. Hopefully you already have that. You'll need your controlled substance, malpractice, to cover orthobiologics. Usually it does not need to be changed. Uh, you may need a new policy if your employer has the policy for you. You can also ask the company if you can piggyback on your existing policy or a new rider. But me, prefer, like when I did this, my malpractice a carrier said there was no additional uh, riders required. Fictitious business permit, business license in your domain, and then you'll have either your professional corporation or your professional medical corporation or PMC. Okay, so now breathe. I know it seems like a lot. Honestly, just outsource. The majority of this can be outsourced and you do not have to have the nuts and bolts of what you're doing here. So breathe. It's going to be okay you can do this. Next, we're now going to go through setting up your cash practice, the short version. 
First, you need to create your Articles of Incorporation. The Articles of Incorporation outline the purpose, structure, and governance of your professional medical corporation. Then you need to file these with the state. You need to obtain an EIN or employer identification number. That will be you. You need to get a business bank account and a credit card, establish bylaws, appoint a board, which can be you, and register with the state medical board. You will need to comply with all healthcare regulations, which is standard. Next, you'll need to decide where you're going to practice, where it's going to operate. Are you going to practice within your current practice? Are you going to get a new location? Are you going to rent space in an existing office? You know, lease, you're going to buy a building, buy an area to rent, or are you going to share space? Banking. You need to set up your business account and credit card. And this is what the items that you will need to be able to set that up. You'll need a business address and phone number. You'll need the nature of your business. You'll need the number of locations, number of employees, annual sales and dollars. You can estimate where you're going to be uh, selling your products and services, types of transactions and volumes that you may expect. Next, equipment and supplies. You'll need to purchase or obtain the following equipment. Please don't cra go crazy to start. This is a startup. And thus, it can be acting like a startup. So you will need medical equipment. You will need supplies, medical supplies, office furnishings, exam tables or an exam table, diagnostic equipment, an electronic health record, and some digital systems. You'll need an ultrasound and a centrifuge. So Next, we're going to talk about ultrasound and centrifuge. We have to get an ultrasound of some sort, whether this is a handheld item or a more sophisticated system. You do need to take a refresher course or two, unless you just finished them. And then use your ultrasound on every patient, whether this is your orthobiologic patients or your standard orthopedic musculoskeletal care patients. Use your ultrasound on every patient, and you will continue to improve and benefit your skills and you will start to recognize the patterns on every patient and that's what it takes practice makes perfect so you need to get a centrifuge your friendly rep can bring you one or if you buy a certain number of kits this will be included in your purchase agreement and then you need to get some prp kits please do your homework on product quality not all prp is the same this bears repeating. Not all PRP is the same. Next, pricing. So how do you determine price? Do some market research, ask around, look around. You calculate the cost of doing business plus your time. But I would consider a minimum of $1,200 to $1,500 for PRP as a single treatment. You then need how to determine how to accept payment. You have a bank account. It is connected to Stripe, which is more of an online type of entity, or Square, which is where you can actually have a terminal to take credit cards. You then need marketing. So you'll need a website, you'll need social media, in-person events, current patients you're going to be marketing to as your mainstay. Use local media and then referral networking with your other physician friends and people that you've worked out with previously to send you patients already. So how to live better. Look at your legal considerations. Create a cash practice. Yes, it's that simple. And love your life.
The best way to predict the future is to create it. This is the way to pandemic-proof, recession-proof, Medicare cut-proof your practice. Thanks so much. Have a great day. This has been the Business of Orthobiologics podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to know more, please join us on the website prp-now.com and click on the free masterclass. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get more guidance on integrating PRP in your busy practice. Bye for now.